Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Mike Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my Green Lantern-wearing co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today, we'll be discussing every, every, every single album by... XTC. XTC, ecstasy. Is it ecstasy? Is it pronounced? I believe it's pronounced ecstasy. I usually go with that. So uh, there's a whole bunch of things to talk about, about this band and about this episode. This yes. is a, So out the gate. Okay. First things first. This is requested on Patreon by Scott. Scott is our fucking savior. He's our savior. For one, uh, he's requested several bands in the past. I like every single one of them. Mm-hmm. He requested the, the Clash. He requested... The chameleons he requested requested the laws, and there's more of his that are gonna more of his requests are gonna gonna, gonna come up in like within a couple a couple of months, uh, and this one he really wanted us to cover this, so he made sure it was expedited. We won't say any more than that, but God damn it, thank you, Scott, you're an angel. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, you're- thank you so much. <laughs> oh my God, you're basically our producer now. Basically, <laughs> this, and the second thing, the second big thing, uh, probably say out of the gate, we're uh, technically Ecstasy has 14 albums. We're covering 12. Only we're only covering twelve today because there were two that were released under a different name. It was like a pseudonym type deal. Oh, I read I read about that. Well, we'll they will be loose ends. Yeah, they will be loose ends episodes. Uh, only reason why I didn't cover them here is because I wanted. Uh, that was. It's under it, a different name. It's under a different name. It technically it it technically should be in this episode, but I think uh, that was like um those albums were like a very eye opening experience for for you know Andy Andy Partridge and. And what's his face, uh, Colin? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like it was basically a different band, and that kind of shaped what Ecstasy became after that. Uh, so I think they, they deserve its own episode. But we still have a whole whole bunch to talk about. But before we get into that, if you want to help us and like the video, you can do that. You can do that. You can leave a comment. You can share it. Appease the goddamn algorithm because it's not helping us at all. So please do that. Share with your friends and all that wiggly diggly bullshit. There's a Spotify playlist on Nexus. You can find the link in the description. We got plays associated with all the episodes. You can find them all at everyalbumever.com. And of course, of course, got to do it. Got to do it. Patreon.com slash every album ever. It's becoming a nice little community there. It we're, is. We're putting up polls. We're putting up polls. People are talking. It's fucking nice. Bonus episodes. Bonus episodes. Super duper. Almost practically permanent access to the the Lucens episodes because we haven't been putting them on the main feed. We just throw them on the, on the Patreon and leave them and that, leave them for as long as we want. That exclusivity is getting more exclusive. Oh yeah. Uh, you get a twenty percent off all merch. You get to again vote on polls for who you, who you want to see us cover next. You can see who our upcoming schedule. Blah blah blah. And of course, tier two, bigger than Jesus tier. That's that's the tier that gets to request artists for us because we can no longer accept standard non paid things because we're busy boys and also. We do one episode a week. There's just no way. There's just no way. There's no way. So I'm going to have to start making some plans for Alex after this. Yep. Yeah. We have to really think about like, well, who do we really want to cover for ourselves to just stuff in whenever we can? Because it's, it's all requests at this point. But yeah, just by being a patron, just by being a, a tier two patron, uh, first suggestion gets put on the schedule immediately. All the other suggestions get put in our Patreon pool. And then we pick those out uh, whenever we have to make a new schedule. So by being subscribed, your picks get chosen. So do that, do that, please. God do that. Now, now we're here. 
with Ooh. ecstasy. We got a we got a whole whole lot of things to talk about. So where the fuck did we start? I guess we uh we could start at the bands. Well, I feel like we we do like a little summary of our uh, yeah. Let so people know what they're what they're getting. Yeah, into. They, <laughs> especially a band with this cult like following a million albums million albums uh, yeah uh main dude andy partridge and colin molding but mo- most the main songwriters singer um andy partridge i who, feel like molding he contributes but not nearly as much as as andy like i don't the, think so i know just go to each album and the, yeah. song, the credits okay it's, it's, okay it's, uh 80 percent okay um and he's like a real maniac like yes. songwriter composer leader and i i dictator I love those guys and I hate those guys. I appreciate, I understand exactly why that's happening. Uh, I, I know why they do that. I understand what, what they're going for. Mm-hmm. I respect the fuck out of it. Working with people like that is impossible. Sure. It's impossible. <laughs> that's why I don't work with people. Like I, 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 I know what it's like to be on both ends of it. So it's, I mean, it pretty much whittled the band, eventually whittled the band down to two people. He sure did. Sure did. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And some of these, so a lot of these members are really paramount to the sound and all that. Uh, there were a, a couple instances where they lo- they lost a member or the, they were replaced or they left, and I was like, "Oh no, oh no, yeah, we we know, oh no." And it gave it gave me like doom vibes. Like, well, the thing I liked is gone. What's going to happen now? I didn't I didn't get doom vibes because I wasn't that familiar with the band, but. It definitely made me appreciate uh, Barry Andrews and Terry Chambers. 100%. 100%? Yeah. Uh, million goddamn percent. But this, man, this band has such a fucking crazy range. Like the, the way they start and the way they end is for obviously like ridiculously different bands, but in between they go through several different band types and it's, it's always very British. It's always very poppy, but goddamn, it's, there's something, I guess I hate being one of the people. There's something for everybody here, but I mean, there's, it's fucking eclectic. Yeah. I didn't, I'm going to say I didn't care for like 70% of it. I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah. yeah this is obviously not, a, not an Alex band. Uh, I like him quite a bit. Yeah. And the stuff that I feel like I should hate, I, after listening, just listening to it, I was like, it's fucking great. Like it's undeniably great. Like these are That's, great songs. I mean, I like the coat of paint. I mean, I like the way it's presented. I, I definitely don't like what it inspired, but good songwriting. It's that, uh, it's that Steve Lillywhite effect. If, uh, if he's produced a band, Mike's Mike's going to love it. Or if Scott requested band, apparently I Appar- end up weirdly liking it. But, you got the one, two punch of Scott requesting it. And then Steve Lillywhite producing a few albums. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just like, just just talk more about the band specifically. Their their thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Spearheaded by Andy Partridge, they went through a number of band names, genres, members. We're not going to get into all that. I will say when they were nor- known as uh, is it Star Park? They did open up for Thin Lizzy though. So that's <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. So, I, always, I always forget that Thin Lizzy went into the 80s. Yeah. They always seem like just such an only 70s band. But well, they did it in 73. Um, yeah, there it is. Um, mm. And then oh, yeah, right, yeah. I, I was surprised by the influences. Uh, you know, of 
you know, the Beatles, the Monkees. Beatles, uh, very uh, obvious one. And then like Maha Vishnu Orchestra. That's unexpected. Yes, I I like me some Maha. And then, uh, you know, they love the Maha. (laughs) (laughs) They love the New York Dolls. I don't, you know, I don't care about that. Check out that episode. They blow. Sorry. Um, And yeah, this kind of, you know, came together, formed that that lined up of uh oh, the Col- original yeah colin molding barry andrews and uh terry terry chambers yeah. and uh got signed a virgin oh i uh, mean that what a fuck ooh. me in the face relationship they had with virgin dude jesus christ dude, man yeah and even though i don't care for this band like i was like legitimately getting anger like fucking angry reading about their their shitty manager yeah. and their deal with virgin and uh well i'll kind of go through that as we progress into the discography but that, uh, that's the stuff that that's that's like the reason steve albini wrote up that fucking manifesto thing like you know 20 years ago oh yeah. uh like detailing all all the like statistics not statistics but like all the the, the, the actual logistics of why signing to a major label will fuck you royally mm-hmm. <laughs> and that this is a perfect example of that like they you just lose everything and yeah. you're still broke yeah um yeah and then like all british bands discovered by john peel which this makes me think he was like this omnipresent force anywhere that played like live music like he just had it he, he was there yeah he was uh <laughs> he's not like the holy spirit of music he yes. can be in many places at once yeah, there's uh, the song "Dear God." Is this about John Peel being being everywhere? <laughs> it's not. As it's that song is fun. very not that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's that song has got some that. fucking hot water. We'll talk about that pretty well. Not soon, but it's toward the end. Uh, but yeah, all together, uh, fourteen albums technically, but we're, you know, twelve that we're covering here. First one came out nineteen seventy eight. Last one two thousand. So a beefy, beefy career. Oh, so much. This is some sort of beef house in here. We might as well. We might as well get started as quickly yeah. as we can. So, you ready? You ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Hell yeah! This is 1978 white music. This moment yeah. right here. I was sold immediately on the band. Yeah. This moment right here, sold. I like I liked it, but I knew nothing. So I was There's a certain thing, there's a certain feeling I get at the beginning of an album where I know it's gonna be fucking great. Yeah. This is this is that. Described by Partridge as uh, Captain Beefheart meets the Archies. I have this I think it's on this album, I'll talk about it. But it's yeah. another it's weird mashup of styles that I think explains it perfectly. Yeah. This is. It's first of all, it's so tight. It's yeah. super fucking tight. It's like if uh, I mean, I guess they've they've been around a while technically. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they got a really oh, so, solid foundation and yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't dislike Elvis Costello, but this is like if Elvis Costello is cool. Too bad he ain't. <laughs> you good. All right. Yeah, I do very much like this song. Uh, very fun, very pop-driven. Hell yeah. Also personal favorite. Best personal favorite. Woo! No question. 
I thought you were going to be more like spread these out. Yeah, I thought I was too. And here's the thing. They have several other albums that I think are fantastic that are like this. Yeah. I could see why people would call this the best. But this one is their only, in my opinion, their only flawless album. Like Anorous. flawless. Yeah. There was not a bad song on here. The, the pacing from one song to the next is incredible. It's unmatched. The song right after this. Oh, I love that song. Fucking crosswires. So good. That it because it you you what we just heard, you you expect more like pop driven. Pop, well, like poppy punk. It's not even it's not pop punk, but it's it's very punky. It's technically post-punk, even though it's only 78, but uh you expect more fun, high energy stuff, and then it just goes fucking spazzy and crazy. And and this is the album where I fell in love with Barry Andrews. Yes. Or, you know, I, I like to call those types of, of riffs. I guess they're they're beef hearty and but also, you know, they could score a Ren and Stimpy episode yeah. as well. Yeah, very fast and, and spastic. Also, like just knowing what they would become, like I love I love Crosswire so much. So good. They, yeah. yeah, they they'll never be that uh dissonant and bitter and crazy again. Uh, maybe a little, maybe a moment in the next album, but that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. And then, uh, so, so the sheer diversity of this album is unbelievable because then you get, this is pop, which is, it's poppy, but, uh, in a way that's completely unlike the opener and then fucking, uh, the, the cover of all along the watchtower. It's that's like one of the best covers ever. I was surprised how much I liked it. Dude. It's so ballsy. It's so good. Hendrix already took that cover and transformed it and made it a Hendrix song and they're like yeah we could do that too and they fucking did yeah. it's so different it's so funky it's great oh yeah, god damn funky like I re- I'm not a fan of a, a harmonica but there's a harmonica in dude, there like I gotta talk about the harmonica talk about it dude Andy's harmonica playing so first of all it's he's a stellar harmonica player like he does all the, the harmonica shit <laughs> but and this is a thing I've never encountered with a band. I don't think ever. He fucking restrains himself and mm. barely does. There's one song on this album where he goes crazy with the harmonica and then he doesn't do it again. And for like another six albums, yeah. he never plays a harmonica. Yeah. Even though he clearly can. Pe- people who play the fucking harmonica find a way to put it in every song and mm. they don't. That's, oh, I love it. I respect the hell of that. John Popper's feeling attacked right now. Fuck that. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't have anything against John Popper. Uh, Statue of Liberty, catchy shit, love it. And at that point, I was already, I was already in love. You with were sold. Stuff. Five tracks in, I'm in love. I'm in love with this thing. Um, I had to do the whole thing, but you know, the more it went on, the more I was like, this, this is a, uh, this is brilliant. Yeah. Um, into the Atomic Age, like, yep. just fucking opens up with shredding, and usually, like bands like this, you don't think of like, no, but they're they're as shredders, also but. good, also good, and. Barry Andrews, he's yeah, he's he plays, he's on synths and organs. Uh, I'll tell you where Barry Andrews is a, a fucking superstar. What that? I'm bugged. I'm bugged. Oh god, that's again another song that sounds nothing like anything else on the on the record. It's unbelievable. It's so weird. Fucking, is that a telephone ring as an instrument? Like it's, it's it, yeah, it it, it's not, like but it. It, like it, it, it's fucking incredible. The, the motherfucker is the star of this album. I, I you never really hear synth players this mm-hmm. I don't know like it, I don't want to say eccentric but hyper 
Like they're he's going ham, and it's not like cheesy or, or like solo we are beating you over the head with it. It's just weird and unique, and it's it feels very written. Like everything here is super unpredictable and kind of almost even hard to follow because there's so many things in one song. But they're it's all written. It's none of it's mm-hmm. like just free form. This is like structured and rigid and extremely complex and tight. It's it's impressive as fuck. It's, I think it's like their most impressive album. It's uh, maybe not. We'll see. It made me it gave me a false sense of hope, but uh I will also say like um spinning top is crazy cuz it's like Herbie Hancock like head hunter era Herbie Hancock jazz and it's just like what the fuck are you doing? And it's great, dude. About that song, I, it's funny you're talking about the how they were influenced by New York Dolls. I, I without even knowing that, I wrote down New York Dolls wish they were this, they were as good as that song. Yeah, they wish they like, were that weird. Yeah, it, it's it's just fucking fantastic. And um, the streaming version is usually usually a deluxe version, so it has a hundred uh, tracks on it. Yeah, it has a like six more tracks, and um, they're all from from EPs and and uh, the singles. But I and guess I like uh, I like them all except for instant tunes, which I think is uh, rough. <laughs> it's a very ska, yes. which is a thing that they dabble in here and there, but eventually abandon. Thankfully, you get hints of it here and there. But yeah, yeah, I guess you know, I guess people like science friction. Science friction is good. Seems to be a a, a big song of theirs. That's the thing. It's it has elements of punk and ska but it's still written well enough it's still unique enough and the presentation is still in individually them enough to for it to not feel like just another fucking because it would have been very song. very easy for this band to sound like the clash too but they don't yeah they don't ever and it's 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 impressive yeah because like i mean that's funny because they do sound extremely british they'll never shed the insanely oh. Englishness of they, their sound. And they got in trouble at one point for sounding too British. Really? Yeah. I'll bring it up. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Got too British. Sorry. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got to American this up. The, it was, um, heat wave. Heat wave is a song that I think is a, it's the hybrid of Fugazi and Zappa. Mm, yeah. And, I, I I thought that when it first came on and then it, ke- it kept going all of a sudden the vocals are doing the like exactly the way Zappa does where it's like pitched low and stupid. Yeah. Like, this is just Fugazi Zappa. Yeah. And uh, I know. Yeah, I know they influenced weird bands like Primus. Um, I don't know for sure, but there's a few songs where I'm like, I could see Mike Patton listening yeah, to this. So. Sure. Um, and again, I, I, I'm so I was so heartbroken when they lost Barry Andrews because songs like Dance Band, the organs open up the song entirely. It's mm-hmm. it's the organs that make it a a thing that's so impressive. Yeah, it's just such a an interesting layer and texture. Uh, they they, re, they replace it with other stuff, but they never go back to the crazy organs like this. And yeah, I were I remember like listening to this or sorry not sorry I this like. We just listened to it for the podcast, yeah. not like I heard it a long right, time right. ago, but like the keyboards are the star and make it stand out so much yeah. that I, without going forward, I, when I was reading about it, I was like, well, you don't you just play your old recordings and say we want something like this and you find someone just as brilliant. No, you can't. Well, no, that's the thing. You can't do that. And I, I don't agree with doing that because you can't make someone someone else and 
you have to let someone, because everyone, every musician has their own style, has their own way of doing things. And if you try to make someone do something else, uh, there will be something missing. You can make them, you can teach them note for note, but there will be something missing. Uh, it's one of those fucking secret ingredients thing. Like you have to make, let someone do what they're good at, do what they like doing and do what comes natural to them. That's how you make the best art. And that's why I do. Why I do think some of the albums later on are great again, is because it's not trying at all to, to do anything that they did before. Mm. They're just letting it, they're letting themselves go where they need to go. And that's, that's how you, that's how you do art, baby. That's how you do art. That X TC factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Alex's personal favorite, my best and personal favorite. You gotta hear this album. It's so good. Oh my god. Ah, mm. I, I was not expecting to be more more uh, generous with my p- picks than. Uh, oh, I got two picks, baby. I got two picks. That's it. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure this is a fairly unpopular opinion <laughs> like they have other albums that people really fucking rave about but this is beginning to end man no 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 yeah. no downtime it is good i will i will be revisiting it oh yeah but we still got a whole bunch more so you ready 11 more yes <laughs> fuck <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> i ain't go nowhere all right this is the same year this is 1978 go to <laughs> It's fucking circus music. I love it. Love this song. It's so bitter. It's yeah. so strange. I love that guitar riff, though. Oh, yeah. And yeah, like, there's the reggae. There's the... But it doesn't feel like it, right? It feels like its own thing. I, it's yeah. just a guitar... It's just a guitar line. Yeah. Everything else is going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to summarize it, I wrote that it's evil circus music that turns into wacky circus music. Either way, it's Mike's kind of song. <laughs> Listen to that. That organ. Yeah. Gary Andrews is a fucking man. Dude. Yeah. So these early albums, that's basically all the guitar playing. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. A lot of the reggae ska thing. But again, this is clearly something else. It's... Yeah. Okay, all right. Oh, man. Oh, man. So this is where... Well, it's it's in the same vein as the first album, but it's, it's it is always... A little weirder, a little more... A little rougher, too. Yeah. Um, Still a... You know, no one wants. Still a good time. Yeah. T- if you like weird music, it's though. still one of my favorite albums of theirs. Because just because it has that it has Barry Andrews and it still has um all, some of my all time favorite uh, ecstasy songs on here. Like I, I'm the audience. I think it's up there in like my top five favorite ecstasy songs. I fucking love it so much. Like I was already off. Cause like the, I think side two is pretty, it's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of reggae stuff in Scott here and it's just not for me, but closing it with I'm the audience is like, all right, you, you got me, you got me yeah. back. You got yeah. me back. You open and close with that, uh, with those keyboards. And this. Yeah. Cause yeah, he goes, he goes real hard on, I am the audience. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I know you, you don't particularly care for it, but while we're here, you know, I like some, some dub reggae, so super tough works for me. Does I like it. it? Oh man, I did not like. Obviously, I did not yeah. care much for it. Uh, 
was it life is good in the green Oz is a is real interesting it's a weird song because uh i didn't like it at first and then i heard it again and i still didn't like it and i just threw it on in the background one day like i wasn't one day i wasn't really listening I, it was just i was driving with my brother and i wasn't even i just threw it on this album and it, cr- it comes on and here in the back i was like it is a good song holy yeah. shit like what the fuck <laughs> Sometimes, Sometimes you, yeah. songs and albums just get you on the multiple on the flip side, dude. You for, never know. Yeah, I think that's the first song where they venture into some like Middle Eastern sounding stuff. And yes, that's not a well they they revisit too often, but they do go weird places sometimes. Um, I do. I did like following up that opening track with battery. Oh yeah. yeah. Because it's a little more subdued, and there was there wasn't a lot of like mellow songs, and then that song this kind of escalates into Buzz City talking. Yeah, and like, love that song. It's so weird. When I was listening to it, it kind of felt like the songs unintentionally bled over into each other. Like mm-hmm. it felt like one like um like a run on sentence to me. Yeah, I was like, that's like they nailed the album cover because oh it's all just a bunch of yeah text yeah like it kind of fits the the vibe of the album and i'm just like yeah yeah it's just kind of like one run-on sentence that's one thing turned into a messy neat paragraph it's one thing that they do they clearly know how to not necessarily sequence an album but well how to transition from song, song to song like some albums are perfect when it comes to letting um a song crossfade into the next one or or ending on a dime and it picking up this next song picks it up immediately Mm -hmm. or you don't even notice that the song ended and it bleeds together like they're really good at that kind of stuff um which is it's already that's already impressive on its own because you you never really think about how simple how simple it is to do a crossfade between tracks and how goddamn effective it is Mm -hmm. because really like when you when you fade out a track you're you're winding the listener down. You're calming them down. You're getting them. You're you're taking them out of almost. You're you're taking them out of flow state. Mm-hmm. Essentially, if you want to compare that to to listening to an album, because you're, you're winding it down. You hear it ending way before it ends. You know it's ending. You're waiting for it to end. But having it bleed into the next song and just cross over, all of a sudden you, there is there is no ending it. You're just There's back into break. the next. Exactly, yeah. a simple thing like that really makes a huge fucking difference. Uh, they don't do it on this album, but they do on on. Maybe the next one, I forget, but we'll see. Um, Battery Brides is, I think it's the first time um, Andy sings, starts singing a little bit quieter, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously he'll do more later, but it, it was interesting because uh, he's a fucking madman on the first album. Yeah. And uh, I feel like he does kind of get comfortable and uh, like he very much at a certain point in the discography has his like trademark andy voice yeah it's very british yeah I, I like his voice i think he's fine um but i do um, i do obviously prefer the, the crazy insanity more so than just standard straight vocals yeah also i think like going over it you said uh side two is a little rough for you i i like beat town beat town's great yeah that's yeah, uh a little bit of uh they venture into psychedelia a little bit a it's, little bit there it, it has such such unusual riffs in that song like the the thing the bass is doing it's literally just a, a major third but it it has this weird quality to it, it the whole song is so it's kind of sick and 
And you got to put on Beat Town, dude. It's such a <laughs> fucking weird song. I got to get that circus music out of my head, too. So I will. <laughs> Make a neck dancing. <laughs> Just more, with just more circus music. Yeah, different circus <laughs> music. <laughs> and yeah, you just. You just don't get anything weird like this after this album. You do not. Not even close. I love these riffs. Yeah. Because you don't expect Poppy after that intro. No, and it's so seamless. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear it. But it, I assure you that the song gets, it just gets better and better. Goddamn. Yeah. What a, uh, a fun period in... Uh I think Andrews and Partridge were buttonheads uh, over control of the band. Oh, man. he! Sorry, Barry. You were not going to win that no, fight. You no. were not winning that one. Uh, uh, last, but, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Not to like try to rush you, but uh, Barry did start a band with Robert Fripp, and I want to listen to that. That is... I was not expecting that those words to come out of your mouth. Holy shit. Yeah, the League of Gentlemen. I mean, we could it's a one album band. And we're so. doing that one. Yeah. God damn. Uh, last note about this one that I have to talk about. The rhythm. Uh it's just a thing I want to talk about because it really reminds me of uh Swelling Itching Brain Fight by Devo, mm. which is which is on their uh, second album, which is my my fucking favorite. And it takes a it takes a chromatic scale. <laughs> And just turns it into a riff. <laughs> like when you when when bands are able to do that, it's it's always like the most impressive thing to me because it's literally like the most boring bullshit you could ever play. But you turn that into a good song, you're a fucking amazing dude. Yeah. Oh, love it. Love yeah. it. Just take lemons, turn them into lemonade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but good album. The last crazy album, the last one with, with Barry Andrews. But we got plenty more. And this next one is quite a famous one. Big old yes. famous one. Uh, so you ready? I am now ready. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is 1979's Drums and Wires. This is some of the best drumming this is one of the best songs ever. <laughs> I Dude, it's so, song. it's so crazy. I was like, I've heard this in a movie or a TV show. Of you, for sure. And I looked it up. I I have no idea. Really? Yeah. It's just it's just pervasive song. Yeah. And then, God, yeah. Oh, the production is fantastic, too. Yeah, Primus covers this. Also, like... We're only making I don't feel like they write catchy songs, and this is a fucking catchy song. I think they do, but it's not as frequent as I would like. This is like the catchiest song. Yeah. Like, yes. This is an unbelievable song. You all have to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, holy shit! What a great, what a great fucking song. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna give this album best. Ah, uh, I was hoping you wouldn't, but I mean, it's 
It's it's good. It's good. This is uh, in in some ways is like the beginning of the end for me. But uh, what a what a beginning! It's a uh, great album. It's a great album. I don't think uh, it's perfect at all, though. It's, I think it's uh, got some pacing issues. Um, I will say they did not replace Barry Andrews with the keyboard player. They replaced him with the guitar player, and they sure did, uh, Mr. David Gregory. Dave Gregory, that guy. He's he will be here almost till the end. Yes, he is a staple. He is now one of the three. Yes, and um, <clears throat> yes, this was produced by Steve Lillywhite. Listen to our Pogues up or don't or Pogues episode or Laws episode. Listen to both of those. Those are very fun. Yes. Uh, to where he produced some of their albums. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted, yeah, they wanted to ditch the quirkiness and do straight pop music, but some of the quirkiness is still yeah, here. A little and bit. It's, this is, uh, like a helicopter. Very oof. silly. Very silly. Yeah. Uh, and it has like elements of new even Scott, but it's so kooky. Doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. Mm, when he gets to that scatting part, I, I laughed. <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. Um, day in, day out, this crazy guitar playing by molding. Oh, he's, he's a fantastic guitar player. He's really good. Uh, I, that song, I, I mean, I like it, but I don't know. It doesn't have the most interesting baseline to me. I, I find it kind of wonky being so close to the beginning, uh, was, but, the, but the arrangements are really good. And especially that, especially that guitar outro, man, yeah, he's fucking it, so good. It was like cleaner, socially acceptable beef heart to me. Uh, a lot of things are, <laughs> yes, uh, but mm, 10, 10 feet tall. That's like a, like if the police were cool, I'm just going to say that a lot. This a lot of other uh, police are cool. Well, they are not an album band. Uh, Ten feet tall again, like that takes a completely generic riff and expands on it very nicely. Like that. This is, I think why this album is so popular and accessible. It really takes super generic things and just, just break, just breaks them apart and makes them bigger and adds things to them so that they're not the most predictable thing in the world. So it's still extremely accessible, uh, but there's a lot, there's some depth there. Uh, I, yeah, millions probably doesn't belong on this album, but it sounds like wacky, twisted Peter Gabriel, <laughs> dude. I, yeah, I love millions. That's it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's like clinging on to the previous album in, mm-hmm. in some ways. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan at all by, of real by real. And that is the way those, I mean, that is the way isn't terrible, but I, I don't care for it. But real by real is like pff, fucking dive bomb in the middle of the album for me. Um, yeah, this it's not the best, I think. I like the guitar solo on there. Uh complicated game. I really like that's the first time like the uh the vocals really like were the highlight for me at mm-hmm. least. Um there's some highs and lows, but it's always like revving up into this like crescendo. I dig it. That's like the first song in a while to bring back some of the darkness. Mm-hmm. Cause there were there was a lot of darkness on the first album, a lot of bitterness. And here is so this my, my main problem with this album, excluding that song, is it all feels very not same because the songs are different, but the mood is very 80s pop. Like there's no like obviously there's no craziness like we said a few times there but again there's very little darkness there's a lot of sappy and happy and it kind of revolves around that that little pool mm-hmm. the whole time and without that without the variation i i find myself that's that's Tripped what makes it that's what uh that's what keeps from being flawless like that's why the first one i think is flawless because i never know what mood i'm going to feel next because every mm-hmm. song is so different these ones are they're not they're just not a variation 
These are this fucking well written to me. They are well written. These are great songs, except for Real by Real <laughs> to me. Yes. Um, what was it? Um, the bonus track Limelight. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that one. I don't because Chain of Command is also a bonus track, and I'm not. Oh, I think I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't care for that. So the bonus tracks are Life Begins at the Hop, Chain of Command, and Limelight. Uh, Life Begins at the Hop. I think was the the opening track on the U.S. version. Yes, but people was, like that song. But it was left off of the the U.K. release entirely. Uh, it's okay. I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't mind it. I, I didn't love it. Same. Chain of Command. I, I didn't. It was just more of the same, and I was kind of kind of fatigued. UK version is where it's at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. that's the one. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. Everything is this bonus tracks. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then, and plus, closing with complicated game is the way to go. Like that's so absolutely. strong. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I I was actually surprised that this was like the breakout album. Like, like it's it really good to me. It's really good, but god damn it, it doesn't feel like like reinventing anything the way I was expecting. Man, I don't, I don't know. I feel like if I had time, we just do a whole episode for Nigel. <laughs> I mean, it really is that good. Yeah, it's it's just so interesting. Like the sounds they use, and at the time they had like a strict policy of like whatever they recorded, they needed to replicate live. And like, I appreciate that, but that's also setting it, yourself up for some pain. Yes, but yeah. So like, I just like listen to. A song like that or millions i'm like you can do that like live all for you like it's impressive that's how i feel about and i started bring back fucking slint again but like you hear the recording and then oh yeah it's beautiful it's, it's beautiful live. yeah like they recorded the fucking thing live so clearly they can perform it live mm -hmm. and i didn't realize it until i saw them like oh my god they are they're really doing it but yeah, it's always it's always like the most. It's funny because that's a different. That, those are just literally two different camps of people who what they what they like. There's the people like us who clearly, if we if we see a band perform it exactly the way it is in the album, it's amazing. Like holy shit, they they did it. For other people, a lot of people, I would say fucking the other half of people, they they're they're there to see them live to hear it differently. They don't want to hear it because they, oh I have the album. Why do I want to hear? It? I already have that. Yeah. I actually, you know, I could go either way, depending on the band. Um, I do, I do appreciate like a, a different take on the songs live and I can, I definitely can, but I've always found it more impressive if they're able to replicate what, what the, the record was. And the, the, the one that I hate, the version of that, that I hate the, the most is like what Metallica does a lot where they'll play the song exactly the same, but James will just change a little bit of the vocal sometimes. Yeah. Like that's, that's not enough. It's, it's kind of this doing a little, it drives me like, crazy. It, I actually it hate it. A, it it drives me off. Off. Cause then I can't sing along if I'm in the crowd cause you're and, changing it. And they like <laughs> skipped out words. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's still a fucking great album. Alex's best. Uh, what? um what oh yeah sorry to say i'm like master of puppets um instead of like how i'm killing you how i'm fucking yeah you already know yeah <laughs> oh yeah i have seen <laughs> fucking weeks worth of live photographers growing up but, uh yeah, if if you even liked the opening track a little bit, which I'm certain you did, you got to check out this album. It's very good. It's very cool. Very cool. Yes. Uh, but we have a whole bunch more. So you ready? I'm ready. Hell yeah. This is 1980s Black Sea. I was like, this is a 
cool ass album cover. It's gonna be a cool ass. Oh, I don't. Yeah. A spoiler. I don't. I don't really care for it. I don't care for this album either. The song hasn't even started where we should. <laughs> I gotta let these people know. I do like this song. I think the lyrics are real interesting on this song. I have no idea what it's about, but uh It feels great though. That uh, drum that drum beat is exactly what the song needs. This is 80, I mean the other one was, but this is like 80s as fuck. I don't think this is nearly as 80s as they'll get in a couple albums. <laughs> I feel like this is like their fucking bread and butter now. For a while. For a minute, but they clearly didn't like the style too much. I just think of that. Fucking, uh... Is it Men at Work who do, does uh, a house it's in the middle? No, that's that's madness. I was just I fucking hate that song. I just think of that song when I hear songs like this. I'm pretty sure it's madness. I'm gonna double check just to be safe. <laughs> People are here for some uh, ecstasy. Get yeah, some, it's, uh, it's madness. Yeah, it's madness. I fucking hate that band. <laughs> well, all right. It's a, it's a fine song. It's a fine song. I don't mind. It's, it's, it's no making plans for Nigel, that's for sure, but it's a good opener. Uh, dude, I was having a stupid conversation with my, my brother uh, about generals and majors. I don't. I know you don't like yeah. it, but I kind of like it. I appreciate that it's a stupid fucking song, yeah. uh, but apparently it's always, always playing at his job. And one of his coworkers, hell? one of his coworkers hates it so much that he's like he just he can't contain it whenever it comes on. Yeah, as he <laughs> should. That would be me. I don't mind it so much. It's not. It's so the song drags like a motherfucker for sure. Does but it does one thing that I really like that they do during this particular era uh, that they kind of give up later on. They for a lot of songs they turn arpeggios into riffs like really memorable riffs mm -hmm. so arpeggio for those who know is just a chord broken up it's a it's a progression a string of notes uh not chords or anything it's not a chord it's a chord, chord broken up uh like like solos are often called arpeggios mm -hmm. uh, but they turn arpeggios into riffs and it's like a sometimes it fucking nails it there it's like i like the riff but the song itself just fucking runs it into the ground for me um but the the first chunk of album is so rough like Living through another Cuba is just oh my god. You know what's funny? <laughs> oh my god. I think Yeah, I think that's the song I'll tolerate on the first half of the album. Oh my god, I I can't stand that song. <laughs> I don't like his vocals for some for some reason his vocals drive me up the wall, but like if you could take the vocals away, I I like the musical parts of it. I like the bit, the big echoey drums at the at the end, like. But yeah, I will I will give. I could see why it it bothers you. This this album was such a fucking disappointment that like it's everything I like on here is very much like that's better than the bad songs here. But uh, it's know. just like it, all the personality and quirkiness is stripped away uh you still get it in the lyrics obviously but it's 
I don't know. It just doesn't. It's real boring. Um, like burning with optimism's flames. Like it's just like someone listened to the clash and oingo boingo and they took like the most boring parts of those bands i will say that the drums in that song rip love the drums in that song don't care for the song but terry's a real good drummer he is he is a good drummer yeah i do enjoy his shit um like and like shit like uh well i think paper and iron is solid solid it has scholars but it still does its own thing it's fine uh no language in our lungs i think it's fine too lengthy for its own good but you know it's fine uh and then songs like Rock from a Bottle where it's like, I don't, it's fine. I, I think it's okay. But just comparing it to anything off the last three, mm-hmm. it just, oh, no chance. No I, chance. Think, I think the two standouts for me are Travels and Nylon. Nylon, 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 It feels a little looser. It's more, more freeform. That is the most interesting song, song on the album by miles. It's not really trying to be pop music no. the way the other songs are. It's um, heavy. It's tribal. It's dissonant. Strange. Where the rest of the album is like standard pop. That one, that one has some of the insanity of the early albums, like just traces yeah. of it. Yeah. The other one that I like is, uh, I guess it's considered a bonus track, but I didn't know that the some somnambulist. Oh, uh, yeah, some Som- somnambulist. Somnambulist. Uh, it's like like mellow electronics. I thought this was a band that would like explore electronics more, but they don't really. Yeah, you think when it starts to get more integrated, they also start leaning more on orchestral <laughs> stuff and like the. The the sin the crazy sin stuff never really takes off. Yes, so. uh, but yeah, this one uh, is, a, is a bit of a a misstep. I find, of course, it gets rave reviews from everybody because who who knows what the world thinks. I don't give a fuck. I, I didn't. It's just it was it was a bummer. Um, I was I was like I wasn't defeated. I was like, there's still so much time to turn it around. Same. It, it was like. All right, but this is this shows that they are human and they can make some shit that I don't like. Yes, and um, yes, Partridge, notorious for his or or known for his mental health issues, um, they were really deteriorating while touring. Uh, he would forget who he was, and his wife said it was because he was doing Valium, <laughs> which was actually prescribed to him. It wasn't like recreational. Uh, that's the funniest thing. They're like, I just, I just don't know who I was. He's on drugs. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that was something that was prescribed to people. Like oh, he, yeah, he had yeah. been taking it since he was 12. It wasn't like, gee, I don't think he was like trying to mainline it or right, like right. do it recre- recreationally. It's just fucked up. So holy shit. But now we are on to the first of three double albums that we'll be talking about. I didn't. <laughs> you didn't realize? I should have known. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Three double albums. I mean, I felt it in my soul. But. Oh, one of them I felt the most, but we're not there yet. Uh, right here. This is 1982's English Settlement. I was like, okay, okay. I do like this song. I don't think it's the strongest opener, but I do like the song. It's something a, a little different. It is. Also, great drum production there. That bass drum? Ooh. 
Also, they've thrown, like, fuck trying to replicate it live. We're going to do... They're still touring at this point, right? They're still performing? Uh, yes. Kind of like world music a little bit. Yep, they start taking some world world music influences that they will implement until the very end. But this is kind of like the first real taste that we get of a lot of it. Not the song particularly, but on this album, there's plenty of instances. So, one, the most important thing about this album that I want to note is that guitar. Mm. That, that's the 12-string, and this is where they start bringing 12-strings, and it, it brightens the fuck out of everything. Uh, it becomes... Uh, you can go ahead, Laura. It becomes a real big part of the sound, those 12-strings and like a lot of a ton of acoustic guitars, and it, it basically replaces the wacky organs and, and spazziness. It's replaced with this acoustic sound. I don't like it. I like this album a lot. I, I think, think it's this, flawed as fuck, but I think it's really good. I think this is one of the most overrated albums we've, we've uh, covered. How rated is this album, Alex? Oh, well, it's perfect. It's perfect scores. No, it's just it's high. Pretty high. Pretty but, high. Um, uh, it's one of the more famous ones for sure. I think my it, my issue is I feel like a lot of these I. I know exactly what the song is the first first minute or so and it doesn't really throw me for any loops after that and they'll you know a lot of these songs go five six minutes they're two this is it this is the era of them doing long songs and it's, it's bad it's yeah it's rough. maybe it's a better album if they're cut down but like for the most part it's like okay i get i get what you're doing with the song and they i don't really feel like i'm on any any journeys most I would say 90% of these songs do not need to be, they can be shortened by two minutes. I don't know if this is true or not, because I haven't heard a lot of them, but I feel like it's just a blueprint for bands like Arcade Fire or the new Pornographers. Uh, I think these are well-written songs. I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say anything like that. But I mean, the, the side. so this is a double album that I think 100% did not need to be a double album because for one, side four, Fucking could have been cut entirely. <laughs> like all of side four. The, so the, the last four. I don't, like I, don't, side four. I don't mind fly on the wall so much. It has yeah. good moments. Uh, but I still think it could have been cut. And then the last three tracks, Down in the Cockpit, English Roundabout, and Snowman. I get You're rid right. of all of them. Get yeah. rid of all of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. You're right. And, yeah. the, and plus this album is fucking 72 minutes. Like it's it you feel it. But having said that, I think some of their absolute best songs are on this album. What do you like on here? Jason and the fucking Argonauts. Dude, that Song takes what I was talking about earlier. We're taking our, uh, they take an arpeggio and they make it into a riff. Mm -hmm. That is the perfect, perfect form example of that. That song is is incredible. I did write that as one of my standouts. Always stuck in my head. That song is always stuck in my head. Uh, you know, yacht dance, yacht dance. Yep, not incredible. A rap, Love not it. Not a rap song. No, it's not. But again, with those those twelve strings, those the guitar playing on that song is phenomenal. Yeah, it's such a good song. Uh. I mean, all the performances in, across the board, they're, they're great, but the guitars really, really stand out. Um, what was it? Um, Melt the Guns. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that that's song, a weird one, man. That song gets on my nerves. I don't... Mm. That's the thing. I like the presentation and performance more than the song itself. Like, first first of all, it's long. It's like six and a half minutes. Definitely could have been 
whatever, uh, shorter. It's so well done and it's so unusual and strange that I can't help but enjoy it. But it's not, I, I, it is not like, it's not a song for people. <laughs> like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty abrasive. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, so an interesting song to me is senses working overtime because the verse is so unbelievably strange and beautiful. And that's then the, like one, two, three, four, five senses working overtime. What? That's, that's how that one goes. Right. Uh, we'll put on a little bit of that. Cause the, it's the that's main one of their most popular. It is. Cause when it, when it, before you put it on, when it, when it picks up, it turns into a, a standard pop song, mm-hmm. but the beginning in that verse is something else. Uh, yeah. If you listen to it on a best of like I did on my way over, this uh, blends seamlessly. And yeah. Like again, that falls into the camp of like, hey, hey, the, clouds are white, the, for the, the lyrics are always clever and playful. Yeah. Even if I don't like be a oh. cure song dude, i know he sounds like rubber smith a little bit uh, dude so it, it, he's doing that reggae drum, drum drum beat but what is this it doesn't it doesn't feel like anything i've heard before yeah. and then now it gets poppy but all right you can get but it's that's that main riff that it's just so unusual and it's beautiful but it's man that's that's a weird one yeah, oh, i, I love that, that i wish that was the whole song yeah same um so shit like that is really keeps me invested in, in stuff like this um and then we were talking about the the world music influences. It's nearly Africa. Some cool percussion on there. It goes nuts with the percussion. It goes. It goes fucking. It's like every song off of fucking. Uh, what's that King Crimson album? Fucking the eighties one with uh, Adrian Ballou. It's red. Oh, red. No, no, no. It's not the album red. The cover's oh. red. Uh. Oh my god! It's like their. It's like the most famous eighties album. I listeners probably point their fucking yeah, head out right yeah. now. Mm, you're gonna get you're gonna get fired. No, so am I. I'm gonna fucking look it up. Right. It's the most famous A's Green Crimson album. How did I forget what it's called? Uh and now we're funny. Yeah, no. You know what? Yeah, I we'll should let Mike right do yeah. that. I'm gonna screw up my discipline. Discipline. Oh, discipline. Yeah, it's yeah. right after red. Um yeah, like every That's every double drummers too. I is it? Think, don't care. I think at one point they used two drummers. But that's that's what I mean. Like the that's what I mean about the polyrhythms and that kind of going ham with the like that's there's a lot of that here. And this is a sound that they will like ecstasy will do in the future quite a bit. Just have a uh, Dan Carey, Tim Alexander cover that song and Ooh, two very talented two, men, two kings of the polyrhythms. Indeed. Uh, let's see. Uh, I do like Knuckle Down a lot. It's fucking, I think it's a strong as pop song, but and it's again, all downhill from there. I, I don't see people. Yeah, it is, but I don't see everyone loving that kind of thing. Um, all of a sudden it's too late. Fucking beautiful progressions in there. Like there's a lot. I think this is a really good album. It's just too much fat. It was, it was real fucking boring to me. And yeah, if you're going to do songs this long, do something to justify the length instead of, yeah, this is where I started losing faith in in the the sequencing and c- overall construction of the albums. It's because I'm hearing is like they can clearly still write songs that are interesting and inventive and unique. It's the albums that are now suffering, mm-hmm. not not the songs. Um. Yeah, and this is uh, this is where 
all the drama starts after this. Ooh, really? Uh, this is where, well, touring America, uh, Partridge. It was this, it was too much before they did a show in L.A. He's like, I have to cancel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they owed a lot of money from it, and then that's when they kind of. I, I will say, some fans in America thought he died, and they did tribute shows. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> holy shit um you know didn't have the interwebs um but because they owed money for canceling this is when they were like hey we don't really have money what's going yeah what's going on they got into it with their manager he would take out loans against the band uh the way he he constructed the you know the deals the contracts benefited him and virgin they didn't benefit the band so they were basically penniless i'm getting depressed dude. holy shit uh legal battles ensued it there he did a bunch of other like sleazy things and then also this cause you know a rift between like virgin and the and the band like like, come on, we're we're signed to you. Can't you like be like, hey, this guy mm-hmm. took it? They but they're like, but we're winning too. Yep. It's fucking oh god. Oh, I hate I hate execs, dude. Oh, they all wear pinky rings and they're all fucking sweaty. Oh god. <laughs> but having said all that, we still got some more. We got and a lot. We got a lot, and this is uh, we're oh here we go, baby. This is 1983's Mummer. Why was I thinking about the play rhythms in the fucking? <laughs> mm. It's not Terry though. I wish it was. No, it's not. But, uh, maybe. Do you know what most awaits you? Every morning. I I was like, where the fuck were songs like this on the last album? Uh, it was the African the African song. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it wasn't. It, it didn't like. I don't know. I. This is a good song. It's strange. Yeah. Uh, and Terry, Terry is on this album, and th- I think that is him. Oh, okay. On this okay. song, he's only on three songs, I believe. Sorry, I'm a, yeah. Let me double check. Yeah, he's on. He's that's Terry on drums here. Okay. And he also plays on Wonderland and Toys. I, I know that hearing this song, I was like, I, it finally hit me like, oh yeah, that, that really heavy percussive thing where it's really uh, African influence. That's such an eighties thing. Just generally, it, it's it, so it fucking eighties. Toto Africa. Dude. I mean, it's, it is a good song, but uh, yeah. Chambers had moved to uh, Australia to be with his wife. Really? Uh, um, yeah. And then he, uh, he butted heads with uh andy andy oh shocker oh shocker and he was like fuck this i'm this yeah. i'm going to australia I'm never coming back uh they were replacing with a man named pete fibs yeah something like that yeah. but from here on out they fibs ju- fibs, fibs. uh they never have a permanent drummer yeah yeah F- from from starting here is now three dudes until it becomes two dudes later but it's three dudes now and a fucking whole bunch of guest musicians, studio yeah. people. Um, and then, yeah, the, you know, the label, they didn't really promote this. They did not 
they delayed it by a few months, so it feels real passive aggressive yeah. to me. I don't know that for sure, but from the outside looking in, feels like a dick f- dick move. Could be. I tend to not side with that generally, just because it's it's affecting their their, their bottom line. Yeah, yeah. But you never know. Um, all all in all, I do not care for this album. Uh, this one, it was. I, I felt like a. a I mean. Another step down. It was. I think I like it. Another like, step down. I think I like it even less than Black Sea. Oh um, no, I disagree there. Yeah, this one. because uh, it, it, all of a sudden now I'm seeing a tr- uh, the trend of the style. Mm-hmm. Plus the songwriting getting worse, and then the sequencing getting way worse. Because you got fucking Wonderland as track two. Holy balls, that song is boring. And like, Andy's voice makes me laugh on that song. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. It, it might be. Is that Colin singing? Uh, he was the writer. I don't know. If I don't. He, uh, uh, he's probably still Andy singing, but um, that song kind of felt like a YMO song to me. Really, that's, that's the worst YMO it. song ever. <laughs> that's why I liked it. Uh, Love on a Farm Boys wages can go get fucked though. It's here's the thing. I think it's a cute song yeah. with some great percussion. Hate the song though. Don't like the song. There can are, be cute with good percussion though. Yeah, there are there are like some Nick Drake. Uh, Buckley like riffs, but then it this turns into Irish jigs, and I am I'm forever scarred. <laughs> the poke scarred you for sure. I'm, whew, I've been hurt. Uh, I absolutely love the strings on Great Fire. I don't think the song is one of their best, but it's it's decent otherwise. Um, that song, there's not really a lot of like evil or sinister things going on in this band, and that song is a nice. Yeah, I, I've been. At this point on, really, I'm just craving some darkness, something like something really evil sounding. Because, really, I mean, it's not like too much of anything. Obviously, is just gets exhausting. But um, when you when you know that they're good at it, it's worse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is a bit of a non sequitur, almost. But another band that that does that a lot is Pavement. Yeah, because if you know Pavement, you know exactly what they sound like. But once in a blue moon, they'll dabble in it in heavy and dark, and they're so good at it. And they fucking they have like three songs. It's like, man, really, ugh, really that's, wish. That's how I feel about uh about uh so is super random. I think I've shown you too. Is uh Jill Scott the Roots do this version of "You Got Me" at uh that movie Chappelle's Block Party? Oh right, yeah. And it sounds nothing like the original version of you got me it is like full-blown psychedelia and like they're so good at it and jill scott is just like a powerhouse Mm. and like she just does r&b music but like man i want someone to make like a weird rock and roll record with her yeah yeah it's never gonna happen but yeah that made me think of that um that's the yeah that's what man that's what makes great records man just fucking trying shit and branching like doing something else yeah like yeah that's why i am such a huge proponent of like just whatever you're curious about try it why wouldn't you fucking try it i'm not gonna give too many fucking names but i've worked with people musically in the past where uh i'll have an idea and they just won't try it and and like i get not liking it or not uh think or thinking you won't like it yeah but you have to try it yeah you have no because 
You don't know. No matter how much you think you know, you fucking don't. You have no evidence. You you don't know <laughs> until you try it. Yeah. Sometimes it fucking works. Yeah. Sometimes it works when you try. Like, might feel good. Might feel good. Always try it, even if you think you have a bad feeling about it. Fucking try it. Going back to this one, uh, human alchemy sounds like uh, uh, like Mark Mothersbaugh. Oh yeah, scoring the Rugrats though. Uh, <laughs> I fucking love the yeah. You mean the the synth choirs? Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, that's fucking. Per- that's love what the- Mike's here, dude. I, I'm here to <laughs> to reach out, try to get something. Mike's there to square it up. <laughs> I like this song. I really dig the chorus of that song yeah. the most. It, it has some interesting stuff. Uh, well, Rugrats score's not necessarily a bad thing. Just sounds like it. I know, yeah. Um, but then you get shit like Ladybird, which is drivel pop and mm-hmm. fucking loving memory of a name, which I can shoot myself right now. <laughs> and then Me and the Wind. Oh, like, like I like you like that one. I like that one. What's what about it? What about it? I just. I just think it's more interesting than, uh, you know, what I just experienced on um, English English settlement. And uh, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't uh, expecting them to pull me back in. And what do you think about Funk Papa Roll? I don't care for it. I kind of like it. I like all right, it. All it's right. 80s yeah. shit, but it's fun. It's fun. I uh, mean, they're an 80s fucking dad. They sure are. They sure are. Uh, the bonus tracks on the deluxe version is a bit exhausting, and I, I don't, rec- I don't no, recommend it. I, I didn't even try. I, I, I listened to it once because I was in traffic, and I had the time, <laughs> and, I didn't, and I couldn't check to see where the album originally ended because in traffic. Sure. But, uh, it's rough. There is almost nothing redeemable about it except for uh, I like Frost. Because it's not really a song. <laughs> it, it's a, like a really dreamy instrumental thing. I might check that out. D- d- here, here's the thing. It's cool. But if you look at the length right there, it's four minutes. Yeah. It gets old after the first minute. So Okay. It's, it's, I'm going to listen to one minute of that and then this. And then Desert Island, is, it's very tropical and Latin influenced. Um, a little bit of Beatles influence there too. It's good. It's good progression. It's well written. It's decent. Um, but aside from that, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. And this album... Nah, you know, Alex is okay with it, but I'm not. I wasn't ready to abandon this band yet. I wasn't either, but I was getting close. Oh, yeah. I will tell you that I was turned around, though. I was turned around, and then I was let down. But <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, here we are. 1984, The Big Express. I love this opening riff. It is. Uh, I don't think that the song has the most memorable riffs, but I like the way it's pulled off. You brought up uh, Peter Gabriel earlier. This is. Uh, yeah. That, that uh, slappy ass, plucky bass. Fucking sledgehammered the shit out of this oh, song. Oh, yeah. Strong chorus. Wake up. All right. 
80s. 80s as fuck. Or some. You're out of your fucking mind. You're a crazy person. I don't like this. I don't I don't love this album, but there's such a bad album in the future. You're oh, out of your bad mind. Al- oh, there's bad albums. And I mean worst of the worst bad. You're out of your mind. <laughs> it's not this one, baby. It's not this one. What, give, me, give me your case. Plead your case. Uh, okay, we got to shake up. Shake your donkey. You're not skipping how shitty all you pretty girls is if you're giving this worse. That is one of the, that's their first, I think, truly utter garbage song. <laughs> that song's fucking weird. It's awful. It's 80s dog shit. Yes, there's, you know, it's trying real hard to be pop music. There's like, sounds like video game music. There's whistling. They, all you pretty girls, this man. I just felt like they were trying to do too damn much and in the worst directions. Well, this is the the final thing, final thing, the final outing of this direction, of this particular type of thing that they've been doing for the past four albums. Uh, the funky and the, the, the heavy on the bass and the super rhythmic. Mm-hmm. This is the last we're getting of that kind of thing. Uh, and I, I liked it more than the last one, but uh, only, again, it, only after hearing it directly after the last one. Yeah. Like you put this, you put this after any of the ones I like and I hate it, but I put after that one and I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Obviously I disagree. Yeah. Um, the song that broke me like fucking broke me. <laughs> shake your donkey up. Shake. Oh, shake you donkey up. Oh yeah. Shake you donkey up. It really, <laughs> it is proto Dave Matthews band. I'm going to play some. I can't fucking stand this song. I like that riff. It's fucking country. <laughs> it's fucking pretty 80s. <laughs> they bring a violin into it. And they I'm sure like, do. I'm like, that's... I can imagine Dave and the boys like jamming out to this song. I don't think Dave Matthews Matt sounds anything like this. I don't think you've heard enough Dave Matt. That was the first time I've ever heard anybody tell me that. You haven't heard enough Dave Matthews, my man. You're lucky. That's a great guitar line. He's so good. It's super twangy. It's the drums. I think are the real culprit here. Oh yeah, this was recorded with a drum machine. I think sure sounds uh, that way. Are we going to get to the fiddle? Do we have um, uh, Probably not. Oh, is that that's a MIDI? A, that's not... Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. Not a, that's a, mm. The fiddle does come in, but it, it's later. Yeah. That's, that's not it, though. Um, I, don't, I don't mind that song so much. It drives me fucking crazy. So, that's the, that's, that makes me laugh. However... I, there's just something about it where I'm like, this is fucking nails on a chalkboard so this album had a couple of redeeming things and one of the biggest ones and i think it's one of their best songs seagull screaming kisser kisser and, it, and a fucking band named themselves after that song i it's, saw that and i yeah. don't i don't understand it uh my uh, robert wants us to cover that band at some point robert i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna go kick down your door and <laughs> i love that song i could see why the band named themselves after that i think it's the best song on this album by uh, by so much mm-hmm. um and so everything else that I enjoy here, it's always like, eh, all right. That's the only only song I'm like, that's a fucking song that yeah. can be taken from this album and put along with the best. Um, but 
I mean, this, I mean, this again, like I can't say anything really good. I can, or something bad. The everyday story of small town, fucking kazoos, <laughs> fucking kazoos on that. Song. I really hate that song. It's uh, so bad. But because it has. So this is that's an example of something that they eventually would do more of, where they. I love how many things that they do in in the song, but there's enough of the song for me not to like it. Like telling you, they're doing too damn much. There's like I don't like the main. I don't like any of the main riffs of that song, but there's so many good sections in there. Like, but again, even if you throw like five good sections, but the main part of the song I don't like, it ruins the song for me. Uh, That's how I feel about a lot of a lot of the stuff. How do you like the uh, harmonica on "Rain of Blows"? Like it. I mm. I has good moments. Mm. I think it's fine, but it, that song particularly made me really made me miss how great they <laughs> they were before. <laughs> I think that song's fucking dated as hell. The, yeah, this album, dude. Yeah, this, this album <laughs> is dated as hell, hell. Dude, the fucking what what kind of drum machine are they using on this fucking thing? I have to it's, know. It says somewhere, um, maybe towards the top. Uh, I think you're gonna have to do the find. Uh. Production, blah, 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 Electron. Yeah. Rolling. Oh, Lynn LM1. Oh, Lynn LM1. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's not a strong drum machine. Could do better. Lynn drum samples. Who else used this? Because I. Okay. Peter Gabriel. Shocker. Shocker. Peter Gabriel. Prince. Oh God! Uh, no, yeah. All right, I, I get Stevie, it. Oh, Human League, Gary Newman. Yeah, this is Michael Jackson. Motor or uh, George O. Motor. Mm, uh, fucking legend. Motor. Uh, yeah, I mean Newman. It, ever? It's it's. No, I it's take the, that back. This is a good drum machine. No, it's a terrible drum machine made by made you used by great musicians. Really it's the thing. It's the sound of the eighties. Yeah, it's the sound of the eighties. <laughs> that's that's it right there. <laughs> fucking goddamn. Uh, but. Yeah, this is uh this was I, it's not it's, it's not just your worst. This was like their uh their fucking moment with like, wait I, a minute, what are we doing here? I think the only song I like is I remember the sun. I keep forgetting we're on camera and like rubbing my face. Um <laughs> it, it is jazzy the, jazzy's uh, got some great moments. It doesn't yeah. hold me the whole time, but I think it's one of the strongest songs. Yeah, sure. I think this being different and uh, a pile and then mmm. Let me tell you, though that vocal performance on Train Running Low on Soul Cole. Oh yes. I I can't I can't stand it, but I will say trying to make train noises towards the end is <laughs> fucking insane. I, I, I A plus for the effort on it. But uh I think that's a, a fascinatingly written song. Very yeah. unusual chord changes. Again, they're doing things that I like. I just don't like the way it's executed so much. Uh, and the bonus tracks, by the way, uh, there's three of them, at least again, on the stream version. Again, I didn't even. Tra- I, didn't even uh, I like Blue overall a lot. Takes a minute to grow on you, but uh, I do like that. I ended up right. being stuck in my head a lot. The rest, I. Uh, nope. But. Um, dude, Seagull, Seagull Screaming Kisser Kisser. Just listen to that song, at least. Just I listen know. to that fucking song. I, I it's, gonna it's really good. Go back. Or if you like Dave Matthews' band, Shake You Donkey Shake Up. Shake You Donkey Up. Uh, but anyway, Alex's worst. <laughs> and we Sorry. have some more. So here we go, Hold baby. on. Hold on. Oh, 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 oh. All right. All right. Yeah, well, here we go. This is 1986's. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I forgot. A little preface. This, uh, technically, after this album, 
is the first Dukes of the Stratosphere or something. Like yes, that. A Dukes of I think it's Dukes of Stratosphere, but it's spelled um, Stratosphere is spelled yeah Dukes of Stratosphere, but it's spelled Sphere like S P H E A R. Mm, that's um, a cool ass album cover. It is. So Dukes of Stratosphere was a uh, yeah like a spinoff pseudonym band of ecstasy. That's a real appealing runtime too. Looking at it, very short album, very short album, and. I'm what like I, I'm like the the girlfriend meme right now, where the guy. Oh yeah, looking girl. back, yeah, like hold on, I'm what's like this? that with Duke? Dude, with the, Duke's right now. This, this first Duke's <laughs> album is 26 minutes, which is very short. But what I believe was so there's two Duke's Stratosphere albums. Uh, one of them comes on after uh, was released 1984, and the other one was um, when was the other one released? It was uh, 1987. So uh, I believe. The story goes that they that Andy put out this Duke's album and it sold better than like the past. Expected, few, yeah, yeah, it sold way better than the Ecstasy albums. And then he, after after seeing that, he's like, "Well, clearly, clearly, the world is trying to tell us something that we shouldn't be. We should probably try something else." I will say they claim it sold without people knowing. People from Ecstasy yeah. were in it. It was this. People thought it was a new band. Exactly. It was. Uh, it was under the fake name. It was released on April Fools, I believe. Yes. Uh, and certainly changed things because this next album. Here we go. Now it's time for the next album. This is 1986's Skylarking, which is. A- cool ass name that's yeah, pretty neat oh, should i have time stamp no it's fine oh no we'll be we'll be all right so uh this is produced by todd todd rundgren 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 yes. so after that last album the label was like you guys are too fucking british <laughs> Bring an American. They add, they specifically said bring an American. And the only producer they recognized was Todd from yeah. his work with the New York Dolls. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, while recording this, uh, Todd and Andy were fucking yep. Yep. butted heads. But he's the one who came up with the idea to do uh, a concept album. Todd? Yeah. Yeah, because this is the first concept album. Is is it the only one? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. know. Um, So this is already a different style. It's not like a... This is a bad example because the rest of the album is so much more different than this song. Mm -hmm. But... Here, this sound. This is what they are now. This straightforward, clean, clear pop. And I don't like it. I love it. I hate the style. I hate the style. Steve Lily White left, Mike. Your allegiances can. I, my allegiance is to good art, and that's it. So this song, this this is a strange song, because. I don't get any real feeling from this song. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it going any way. It feels kind of like, all right, it's not really a great opener. It just sort of goes, it can go anywhere. I love almost every song in this album. I get why people praise this, but I also get how it spawned kind of the worst music in the world. Mm. Uh, I could see REM listening to this. Yep. Yep. 
it, it, basically every one of my least favorite bands is probably heavily inspired by this record. It's it's so sparkly clean and it's it's so rigid and on point, but the writing and the transitions, like I was talking earlier about how they they kind of crossfade songs, they bleed things together, and this album is brilliant at it. it the way everything moves together, it is not a, a lost moment on this whole thing. I forget what the concept. It's like it takes place in a day or like the same day but over years or so, some bullshit like that yeah i remember liking the concept actually it's, it's kind of interesting yeah um, um yeah it's it's a loose concept about uh a non-specific cycle maybe a day maybe a year sure maybe a lifetime sure um grass is i was like oh maybe maybe we got something maybe we got a little something going on i love here. it i love it yeah that's, it's 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 sparkly clean and i see people hating it but and it's, it's a, that song is so wimpy. It's so wimpy, but I was like, I still kind of. It's like wimpy, it. but it's interesting. Not like uh, that's really super, super girl. I. It's another song. It's just like nails on a chalkboard. I get it. Here's the thing. I when I heard, it, I was like, oh, this song is gonna piss people off. This song pisses people off. Piss but there's something off. about it I like. It's super wacky. The silly synths on this album, all over. That's all that's over. Todd. For, He's bringing in the silly ass yeah, synths. For being for being more inspired by psychedelic music, they uh, they really held on to that that '80s flair. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, they're still really, they're in the middle of the 80s at this point still. Also, this is pretty critically acclaimed, too. This has almost perfect, look at this. Yeah. This is perfect scores across the board. So I guess I'm crazy, and I'll I'll take that. You are a little crazy, but it's not because it's like, again, on the surface, this is one of the most dreadful things to hear, because the style is so bad, but the writing is is top notch. That's what what does it. Yeah, it's, these are like legitimately great great songs because yeah i hear a song like season cycle and i'm just like it's this boring beach boys extremely radio friendly pop almost crap but god damn it if it isn't well britain like there you go there's a whole section in the middle of that one that goes super dreamy and dark mm. like little we've, things like that we've entered laws territory here oh people. dude it's 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 actually super strong like i feel like i should hate this i told like nothing about this i like stylistically or presentation was but also another huge plus the songs on this album at least back to being short and sweet only they, one, i i will say that um yeah only one song in this whole record it cracks four minutes after yeah yeah um another song that sends out to me that i i do like the man who sailed around his soul oh i like i like when this band goes jazzy and they really they really don't do it too often they do Um, not and yeah something about the vocal performance got me thinking about like mike Patton. i could see like mike Patton liking that song there's there's moments where i I get some mike Pattonness, even though clearly very different vocalist and Mac Patton does all kinds of shit, but yeah, I think it's because he does all kinds of shit that it's easy to draw. Yeah, like probably. if you're a nerd about him. Um man, that closing track is fucking like medieval RPG music. Oh but, yeah. But Sac- I'll take it. Sacrificial uh bonfire. I'll take it. Dude, it's great. It is very medieval. I think it's very well done. Um and then th- like again, just the the flow of this one is is just really what does it for me. Um, the only song I don't really care for is another satellite. It's it's very spacey. It's very synth driven. It's good, and this is the thing: it's good for pacing. But it's eighties uh, as fuck. It is. I don't love it as a song by itself, but after Big Day, it's it's kind of the kind. It's the exact type of song 
the album needs. Mm-hmm. It needs to fucking bring it way down, make it a little bit more experimental, a little bit weirder, mm-hmm. so that when Mermaid Smile comes on, it's back up with some some fast, crazy uh, drums and percussion stuff. Uh, it's great for pacing. Don't like the song individually. And then, uh, you know, the big elephant in the room, which, again, I know I've heard in TVs and movies, and I don't know. Again, I looked it up. I was like, I think I've seen most of these things. Yeah. Uh, Dear God, which... Dear God. Like, was so huge that uh, they had to, like, on the American versions, like, include it. Yeah, it was left off the, the original. So, in that aspect that doesn't really fit the like concept but no no the way it starts off it's so like grim and sad with those child vocals i hate the child vocals really that's, i i think the song is fucking awesome yeah it's those it's just the the, the singing that, it, like, the it sing. sticks out not even like in a bad way or a good way but it this sticks out yeah for sure for better or worse it sticks out but uh that is i think one of their stronger songs later on i i get how that caught on on college radio stations great song great song it fucking caused bomb threats like jesus christ like and then didn't someone like go into a radio station and hold a knife to them is that what really they're like you're gonna play this over like the school pa and uh i mean because people were really angry about the lyrics that's that's why that's where the bomb threats came from ignore ignore atheism agnostic no because those are uh denying the existence of god this was directly saying why would you do this (laughs) like yeah it was it was blasphemous it was straight up blasphemous Uh, but again like the the intent was kind of mangled because of the the time period it was Mm -hmm. it was a very religious country at the time as a metalhead you got it you just gotta appreciate the blasphemy it's the thing is it's it's so funny because songs like that uh for someone who would be religious it's it's more offensive than anything a black metal band or a slayer could do <laughs> because these are like regular people and uh, yelling at god whereas yeah. like a metal bands are just like oh no we're evil That's, you, it's, can't, <laughs> you can't decipher those lyrics this is yeah. very clear this dude yeah. is like no i'm blaming the almighty yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh well the last thing oh the last la- last thing i want to mention real quick is fucking uh a thousand umbrellas because those fucking strings so Another thing that makes this album so diverse, it's not just the, the it has a lot of variation in, in the style, believe it or not, even though it does all have the, the gloss, the glossy coat of paint of 80s-ness, but strings on that song are fucking unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's, it's again, it, if you're okay with 80s pop, this is like top-notch 80s pop. Or if you sat there and you're like, I want 80s music mashed with psychedelic music i you know i guess this is the only band really scratching that itch pretty much pretty much this I, was, yeah go ahead i will say uh the the label threatened to drop them if they didn't sell over 70 70 000. um they sold two hundred fifty thousand. damn right they did you did you goddamn right they did yeah. which is a fucking bummer because they should have been dropped it would have made their lives a lot better I, that's <laughs> the ironic part yeah like they would have yeah. been a lot better for them uh but I, again i this album i couldn't believe they turned it around the way they did for me at least because i was already like ah oh, here we are right i guess and i do holy shit they fucking it's not that they just they tried it and it worked they just we're just going to be a different band now. We're going to try something completely different. 
It's weird. I can acknowledge that it was different, but I was still not having a good time. I was still pretty. I was having a good time. Yeah. Like if it was just me right now, it'd be, I don't want to say fire and brimstone. Be a real bleak time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It'd be a a dear God sort of vibe. Oh, (laughs) yeah. We need more of that. Uh, But moving on. Moving on. You ready? Uh yes. Now here, here is an so right after this album was the second Dukes of Dukes of Stratosphere album, and yeah, so stay tuned for a loose ends for that one, people. But the next Ecstasy album, this is night. Oh, last thing. Sorry, I keep starting and stopping. These next two albums in a row, double albums, two double albums in a row. Mm. What here's what I don't recommend: listening to both of them in one day. Do not do that. Don't do that. I might have done it. I did that (laughs) and then had to go back and space it out because it shouldn't. (laughs) Not good. Anyway, 1989, Oranges and Lemons. And if you couldn't tell, they were on a psychedelic journey by the cover. There we go. That is a slidey ass bass sound. Sounds like a fretless. It's probably a fretless. I like this song a lot. (laughs) I can't. I just. On paper, you would think I like this. I quite enjoy this song. <laughs> In fact, I quite enjoy this album. <laughs> this, this is fucking too much for me. I can't. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. All right. Oh, shit. I will say um, they weren't touring for a long time, and they started... Yeah. They started touring one of which was an acoustic tour of the states and one of their pit stops was at uh mtv and someone at mtv was like hey uh i think more bands should do this and they, they didn't ins- they inspired unplugged they're the reason for unplugged yeah I can't believe it. Which is insane. They never got an episode, but uh they caused that shit show that yeah. only had one true good. <laughs> oh man. Apparently theirs was so good though that uh so I thought that was kind of fascinating because it's fascinating. I had no idea. Um I yeah, I quite enjoy this album. I again it's very long. It's not even it's 60 minutes. It's not the longest double album, but it's still still up it's, there. It's so weird how after, well, I guess maybe it makes sense. Like after that crazy shit, you get like mayor of Simpleton. Oh yeah. The mayor of Simpleton. And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like you could throw that on any ecstasy album. And Yeah. It's, it's harmless. It's inoffensive. I, I still kind of like it. Don't mind it. Mm. Uh, the same, this, I feel the same about King for a day. It's like another standard eighties pop song. It's not special at all, but I, I, I still like it. Um, <clears throat> Here comes the president. Kill, who comes President Killigan is I think is very cool. Uh, super super slow and epic. A uh, little on the heavy side, uh, and I don't know. A lot, a lot of this just 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 works for me. I mean, not all of it. Like I, 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 I think the loving not. is very good, mm. but 
and I, yeah, I think a lot of these songs should have been cut, especially the fucking final chunk. Again, side yeah, four always yeah, sucks, never, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just like when I got to like Scarecrow people, I'm like, I'm, there's nothing entertaining about that. It's not catchy. Uh, I like it. I mean, it I is strange. I, yeah, yeah. I, it's like. It's one of those things where it's like, I get it. You guys are obviously very talented songwriters. You can write and do anything, but this just, I don't know. It, this kind of feels like they're going through the motions. It's there. So this is especially prominent on the last, not the last, especially prominent on this album and the next album where it is blaringly obvious that Andy has is for one, he's a very inventive and creative songwriter. This motherfucker, even if he, I hate these songs, and there's some songs on here that I absolutely hate, they have not been written before. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker does not write shit you've heard before, ever. This whole discography, love it or hate it, these are songs that you're you're not hearing people regurgitate. You're not hearing it in, in, in a slightly repackaged form. These are strange riffs in strange songs that happened to have like the again the the coat of paint of the 80s and all that it's this is an awful comparison but it like reminds me of tool in the sense where you could like throw like the singles tool has on the radio and then kind of this blend in with like your god smacks if you didn't know any better yeah and like yeah if this like if this bleeds into like the 80s well to me where i think it's like detrimental where it's it's again like yeah like you can listen there you can deconstruct it deconstruct it and i could probably couldn't play any of these songs but end of the day i'm just like i'm so fucking bored that's that's the thing this is albums like these are for two types of people people who like the 80s shit and people who don't care about the genre and can pick it apart Mm-hmm. And I fall into the, the latter category. Um, that's I, why I enjoy a lot of these songs, even though, um, I mean, again, as an album, it's it's just too much. It's too much, and there's a lot of fat on here. But having said that, though, two songs stand out like crazy. I hope it's the two I'm thinking of. First one is Poor Skeleton Steps Out. That was not what I was thinking I of. do like that one a lot. It's, a, it's just so... It's, so heavy on the 80s tribal synth drums yeah. it's but it's a cool song the other one and this one is the top best song on the album for me that is across the ant heap or across this ant heap holy shit that song is fucking rad i do like that song so you got me 50 50 i like cynical i like the one two punches cynical days into interesting i wasn't too hot on cynical days because it is strange um yeah again more jazzy they don't yeah. really do it a lot and, of trumpets in there and then yeah i to me across this antha heap antheap antheap sorry i see it now the um it's two words mashed together yeah um that's like the first time i was like really engaged with a guitar riff yeah. in a long time oh it's crazy in a long time like put on that motherfucker actually that's it's a such a crazy fucking song so kooky and angry again like they don't they haven't been angry in so long I feel like they have a lot to be angry about, too. <laughs> you tell me. Mm. They should have done a jazz album. <laughs> I'd probably hate it. <laughs> I do love this muted trumpet, though. I 
think it would have been well you know on this armchair quarterbacking i think he could i mean he could definitely could well i guess you know that's what i have talk talk for right oh yeah Oh, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. Oh my god, this song. So this is the kind of shit that really keeps me into this band. Like, this motherfucker still can do it, though. Like, maybe the albums are rough, but you can't just fall onto a song like this yeah. without knowing what you're doing. You know what you can fall into? With that. You can fall into a song called Hold Me My Daddy. <laughs> Uh, I don't mind it. Fucking unintentionally <laughs> funny. It's too fucking tropical. Uh, I, it's more of the same. I did. I do dig the clean guitar embellishments and all over all over that song. Um, who those those MIDI keyboards on Miniature Sun just fucking drive that oh, song. Oh God, man! I done not not for me. The same with Pink Thing. Uh, I mean the last three songs entirely. I can't like and Chalk Hills and Children. I think is one of the weaker closers. I wrote trying too hard for mediocrity on that last song. Uh, yeah, it's it was on. It's quite underwhelming. Usually, their their closes offer something a little different than the rest of the album. Uh, but not today. Not today. But I still found myself re- like in, in th- this is a. I never know how I'm gonna feel on second listen, but this is this is one of the albums where I felt exactly the same on second listen as first. Like every single song, I felt the mm-hmm. same way about. I loved everything the same and hated everything the same. Uh, so I, I think it's strong. I think it's consistent, but just uh, not consistent. Sorry, I think it's strong and has a whole lot of good shit in here, but uh, it, it's just fatty, very fatty, fatty and long. That's fatty a good way long. to put it. But we have three more, I believe. We're in the end game now. We're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Thank you all for hanging with us. God damn it. Uh, but here it is. The last double album. This is the last album you can find on streaming, by the way, mm-hmm. which makes things difficult for us. But whatever. This is 1992's Nonsuch. Or Nonsuch. It's a really cool album cover. Too. They are not lacking cool album covers. They are not. Fucking blues travel here, right? Fucking. But also, this is the first time we've heard the harmonica in like eight albums. <laughs> what was that? No, it was on that rain song. Oh, um, was it? Oh no, you're right. Yeah. It's been a minute. The Big Express. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's all the double albums. I don't know. I just like. I find something about the phrasing of the singing very annoying. Really? And then, yeah, it's just like... I don't know. I find guitar riffs like this interesting because they're so... Insequential, like or inconsequential. Oh, yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
I, Mrs. Jones and me. I don't even know if that's Blues Traveler. I, I just mean, wanted I, to sing it. Might as well be. Uh, th- this is a very interesting album. I And because now last time I said I felt exactly the same on first, second listen. Mm-hmm. This one, complete opposites. Two of the most different listening experiences of my life of the same fucking album. <laughs> so, first listen. I listened to it immediately after the previous album. Mm-hmm. Hated the fuck out of this record. Really hated it. I couldn't. I couldn't get through it. it it's, it's another double album. It's already lengthy. It's exhausting. Everything felt the fucking same. Everything felt so goddamn generic in in late eighties. Then I waited a day, listened to it again, and like eighty percent of all the songs I thought I hated, I now like. <laughs> Holy shit. I, didn't, I like that opener. I, it's fine. It's, it goes on for way too fucking long, but it's it's not bad. I didn't care for it, but my ears did perk up a little bit with uh, my bird performance. Right, right. So I thought that was, it's kind of like, has this like sweet, kooky, like 80s charm to it. it does. Even though we're in the 90s, but yeah. also whatever. This album is still very 80s, despite that. And then again, Something about the smartest monkeys and the disappointed. I know those are different songs, but they just fucking like nails on the chalkboard. I love smartest monkeys. I think it's great. That solo. I can't tell if it's a guitar or a synth. Yeah, I think it's a guitar with a bunch of pedals, but it's uh, it's, it's wild. Um, but but the disappointed is dreadful. It's mm-hmm. it's. It, I mean, it's. it's I found it to be funny that it's called that. <laughs> I know, but I, I found it to be less dreadful on second listen. Yeah, uh, but it, it's like. I mean, from the last album, I liked it a lot. So it it, feel, it feels like a drop off. But again, these are this is like the the pinnacle of them writing interesting songs that have never been written before that I just don't really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I, I can appreciate them from a technical standpoint, most mostly. Um, um what else here? There's I plenty think, I could say. Yeah. I think like in the middle, like Rook. Yeah. Um. That feels like that could be like on a musical or something. It does. It does kind of it's very nice. Get elevated a little bit because it's so different. And then it's uh, heavily revolved around piano and strings. This mm-hmm. is uh, this is where they start going kind orchestral. of deep, deep in the orchestral stuff, which will get even more deep in the next album. But this is like the introduction of that, and, and it fucking it's nice. It works for a lot of the stuff they they kind of lean into it on. I think I think the only song I like really like is that wave. I just Oh, it's great. Yeah. I like very the, dark. I like the production. Yes. Again, they do dark well, but they yeah. don't really go there. I like how there's actual wave crashing sounds in the back round. It's really neat and not cheesy. I mean, this band is cheesy, but a lot of cheese here for sure. But and um, then like oh man, like war dance, I just find interesting again i don't know if i like it but i feel exactly the same yeah it's, it's cool moments it's presented well i don't think i care for it it's got good interesting bass but i just don't think i like it <laughs> yeah there's some latin flair there there's there's some shit that sounds like it could be on like a super nintendo game but it, this uh it's probably missing something one i think that I had the biggest 180 on is crocodile Ooh. Where I I hated it. I hated it. I, and then second listen, I was like, man, I like this. <laughs> I like this one a lot. <laughs> I don't I don't like it because like there's a wacky song in there, but it's so awashed in this like 80s aesthetic. Well, it's have. it's like the southern rock song of the album. It's very twangy. It's, but still it, 80s as fuck. It's still 80s, but uh 
really good guitar work. I mean, the cowbell is like the most Southern rock sounding thing on it, but really good guitar work. Uh, really bendy, bendy twang riffs, a lot of plucking and stuff, but, uh, God damn, it's like my, eye. but again, unsurprisingly, the fucking final chunk is pretty, 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 pretty rough. Books are burning. I wanted, I was, I was ready to burn some albums. I don't, that's, I, I don't mind it. I really? Think it's not one of their best. I think it's a fine closer. Um, and I, I do dig the, the, the guitar song there a lot, but I mean, fucking, there's like four, like, then she appeared, War Dance, Wrapped in Grey, The Ugly Underneath, I, all of those, I'm asleep. Like, all of those in a row, it's, it's brutal. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I think, um, I think Andy wanted Wrapped in Grey to be the single, but the label said but no, and, and it really, 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 really bothered him. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, fuck, fuck their label. They, they went on strike after this, which, sure um. Did. Wasn't that uncommon in the 90s um, or like Prince? That's why Prince changed his name in the right. symbol. Um, I think George Michaels also did it. But it's just like ecstasy didn't really have like the cult following and the acknowledgement that they have now. Or the funds. <laughs> yeah. So no one like really cared that they went on strike. Yeah. And then depending on who you ask. They were freed eventually in like 94, 97. I'm going to say 97. Yeah, there's conflicting accounts. Some say yeah. 94, some say 97. Who knows? But uh, yeah, so we, we have two more now. And that's why you can't really find them because they're not. They were they're released uh, independently or at least on a label that's not very active. Uh, but yeah, final notes for this album. It is long. It is. It's. Very impressive and interesting. Hard, harder to listen to than most. Um, but then again, it, I mean, people love this one too. This was like fucking mad acclaimed. Uh, but then again, I feel, I feel like a lot of them are just like fucking like lying. <laughs> I guess, you know. They can't be lying. Those are good songs. It's just very, they're just not accessible. It's just very accessible. I guess also when there's like a drought of a band and like, you know, this is kind of like a, a comeback album uh yeah is it oh yes, i yeah. was gonna say because they went on strike and then no no well, are you talking about this next one or i'm talking about i'm talking about none such oh so sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah uh sorry i got i got mixed up i thought we were oh no no like this is yeah uh <laughs> the the okay we'll just talk about it so yeah weird fucking crazy album try it now we're on to the the final the final stretch pretty much. These two albums are basically two halves, even though they sound nothing like each other, but they're they're split into two. This uh, came out in nineteen ninety nine, as as you can see the gap of the striking and the whatnots. But here it is, Apple Venus Volume One. <laughs> a Jordan Peele movie <laughs> better it's an ecstasy song <laughs> a Jordan Peele movie sorry well it's apples apples and oranges apple venuses apple venuses and oranges Or- orange marses orange marses so you're hearing some obviously pizzicato strings and a very very deep upright bass this song 
fucking blew me away. I think I, this is one of the best songs they've ever written by leaps and miles. I was taken aback. I was just expecting speechless. Okay. I was fucking speechless by the song. First of all, already, what that? This is the most complex thing they've ever done. And diff- different from completely e- different everything else. That build-up, dude. Oh my god. And then when the vocals come in, I can't believe how fucking well they do it. And this isn't streaming anywhere, so we gotta leave on as much of it as we can, <laughs> really. Uh, oh. You know what this reminds me of? A little bit? A little bit of Godspeed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Not now, but... Fuck, man. This might be my favorite ecstasy song. Really? Like, this is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It takes everything I love about music, like the poppiness of British vocals with a fucking orchestra <laughs> and a bunch of strings. It's a win-win for you. Gosh, damn. Alright, alright. That's a good I, I can listen to that fucking thing all day. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I was, you know, I was kind of surprised by this one because I I was like, I was in it. I was not having a good time and I didn't have a great time here, but I was like, hey, yep, we're doing something, something new at least. This album out of the entire discography was the biggest disappointment for me. The absolute biggest disappointment. Really? Because that song blew me away in ways I, I could never have expected and none of the album lives like matches it even even slightly Damn. like I was on board for the first four tracks yeah and as soon as frivolous I think frivolous tonight comes on yeah I, I was like oh okay well this is completely out of the running for anything that's like and I then thought- it, it, it just it loses steam from then on like the from frivolous tonight onward it some of like some of their worst songs I think are on here damn I mean I agree that the first half is like way more interesting. Way but, more. Uh, yeah, like. Wait, well, I so, no, sorry, let me oh, finish that. I, I had like, I thought like the lyrics for Green Man are fucking weird, but I thought it was interesting. Oh, yeah. And then, like, yeah, I was chuckling at your dictionary. Fucking dog <laughs> shit, dude. Dog shit song, dog shit lyrics. F-U-C-K. Uh, Is that how you spell friend or something? In stupid. your dictionary. Yeah. Uh, so, before, before I didn't preface it, uh, Dave is gone. Dave Gregory is now gone. Mm-hmm. The, one of the the illustrious three is yeah. is now the fucking sad two, because uh, obviously he was butting heads with Andy. Shocker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was reading some like the details, and it was like it's so passive aggressive. Like it's just all so- of them, all of them. I like, know. <laughs> just like talk about it, dude. Just like reading about the fallout with Terry. They have like the quotes, and I'm like what like it doesn't even seem that bad yeah yeah and i'm like this is the most british but apparently you know that like in england he might as well have like walked in and been like fuck your mother yeah yeah he walked in like tupac first off fuck your bitch and the click you claim yeah yeah (laughs) that's why i fucked your bitch you fat motherfucker uh we do things different here in the states you know but (laughs) i I personally i prefer it but uh (laughs) the only other the only song i think 
it, it doesn't come close to, to the opening river river of, of orchids uh, everyone look up river of orchids and listen to listen to the whole song please mm-hmm. um the only song that kind of comes close to that same it, sort of a really atmospheric orchestral epicness i think is uh i can't own her which is a, it's on the second half of the yeah. album. Uh, a lot of depth there. It took it took a like the second listen for it to really grow on me, like and to appreciate how how deep it goes because mm-hmm. the orchestra sounds fucking unbelievable on there, and really the orchestra sounds unbelievable on most of these songs. At least the songs that they're on. It's just the writing is completely. I don't know what like it, to to think that River Orchids was written at the same time as fucking your dictionary like yeah ha, like i don't believe I mean, it easter theater and knights and shining karma are i think solid i think they're solid as well yeah real solid and then i also like uh i like that uh, i think it sound it feels good after that really epic dark opener because it's, it's it's basically that song along with every other song in this album is the most blatant beatles knockoffs mm. like I mean, Jesus, like put it, I, put on a little bit of, of, I'd like that. Or you could also do that with fruit. Nut. you could also do it with fucking, uh, frivolous night. You could do it. With, there's like so many songs that are just, I feel like frivolous nights, a little more musical driven. It's, it's, so I, it, it's, I think it's a little bit more in the Elton John vein. I will, very piano centric. Um, sorry. What did you say before fruit nut? Sorry. Oh, uh, I'd like that. Also, you know, I'm on. You get we gotta go through YouTube and even on YouTube it's not neat. I'd like that. Now how is this not the Beatles? I I mean I'm I'm surprised we I didn't bring it up more because like the Beatles influence is prevalent on other albums, but very rarely like beat you over the head with it the way it is here here it is it's like elliot smith levels of like do you just only listen to the beatles like um on the last album humble daisy uh-huh like you can hear like the beatles and the beach boys uh, okay so i'll turn it down i do agree that that song is super beatlesy on that on that one i do love the outro of that song that we're just jumping albums now uh but I will say again, uh, they do it at the end and not for very long. But the best part about the last balloon is that fucking jazz horn. Yep, the, it's the trumpet. I believe it's another muted trumpet. Great, uh, great outro. Um, I, I thought it to be one of the most boring closers, but that is a good outro. Yeah, if they this went full jazz on last balloon, I think that's a better song. <sighs> yeah, I, I agree, and um, I do actually. I don't mind fruit nuts so much, but it, again, it's like. I'm so bummed out by the album at this point, and it's just another fucking Beatles sounding song. Uh, and like Green Man, you're, you're talking about the lyrics, but I, I mean the the song is so funny. It's just so like again African sounding, where like they're going super hard with those types of rhythms. But it, this is 2000. That's a, they're doing a distinctly they 80s have, sound. Yeah, they have their sound, <laughs> and they don't care what what era they're in. They're gonna. They do not. But I, it's like it, it blows my mind that like they can nail it so flawlessly with one song. I don't just mean in writing. I mean, in overall evolution as artists, 
Like they can hit it so perfectly and then just fucking crumbles face, after face plant. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the other interesting thing about the, this, this back, the, this album, I forgot probably should have opened with it, but uh, the recording of this album was like the most expensive, stupid thing that they've ever done. I think, Let's see how much. I believe it was 27,000 pounds. There Ooh. we go. Or 15,000, but equivalent to 27,000. They you recorded know. at a single orchestral session at Abbey Road Studio where they spent over, uh, I think they spent most of their, their budget on that like two days or that yeah. one session. Yeah. Which is a little stupid. <laughs> you know, for a band that was poor, I would expect them to be a little more. A little frugal, a little bit more. A little strategic with their spending. Uh, oh, well, you know, this browsing the Wikipedia, according to Gregory, the band had no money left. Yeah. But they're really big in Japan. And I guess that's a Japanese record label funded this. It's always explains why it's not streaming. Always somehow big in Japan. And that was the Spinal Tap, the final Spinal Tap joke. A fucking great Tom Waits song. Uh, I don't think I've heard it. Wait. Yeah, yeah, this is Tom Waits' song. <laughs> I, uh, I, I got it confused with Going Out West real quick. Uh, Sorry, it's a great song, though. When I would watch Fight Club, I would think, I know he wasn't, but that guy, the bartender with the mutton chops, yeah. I would think that was Tom Waits. Oh, right. Because right. he looks the way. Yeah. Oh, what are you going? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What are you going? Because ah. I'm begging Japan. Yeah. Good song. Uh, love me some time. Wait. Uh, Folk talking about, yes, yeah, expensive ass record. Very poorly thought out, it seems like. And it, I don't know. So, what it says here again, I don't know who knows how fucking true this is, but it says, but- uh, it was the the, record, the session was rushed and had to be edited over a three month period, which is like three like, months to edit. It's long, but for sure, I know for damn sure, like the, they that's where they got uh, River of Orchids was at that session. Yeah, and you know what? Worth that's, it. That, that's a Worth fifteen. It. That's a fifteen thousand pound song right there. Worth that's every what, pound. That's what that is. I, for just for that song, fine. Worth every pound. Hell yeah! But the, the album did kind of break my heart a little bit. Um. I was already broken, so you know. Well, thankfully, I this, the the disappointment of this album made this next album kind of nothing to me. It made everything easier, almost. Sure. It, it, yeah. But here we are. We, we thank you for sticking with us. We have one left. Here we are. The final, final, final ecstasy album. You ready? I'm ready. This is 2000s w- Wasp Star Apple Venus Volume Two. <laughs> This fucking love that drum sound. I'm already the little child in me is starving to death. The yeah. one who craves excitement and adventure and artistic creativity. He's dying in there, Alex. He's dying I, slowly. I've been bored. So uh this was this another day at the office. This some this is a special kind of bad. This this TCB on this album for me. 
As a guy who listened to all of these albums, really picking apart the writing, I will tell you right now, there is nothing on this album. There is nothing on this album. I can't wait to go over my notes, even though I listened to this today. And, uh... Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think we're good there. Well, worst, least favorite. Least favorite. This is, this is so close to being worst of the worst. See, I saved, I saved a little (laughs) something. A little something. A little something. something. I don't disagree with you. This album has nothing good on it. It's it's insane. I can't believe it. I was like. That song. Oh my god, it sucks! <laughs> oh my god, it just straight up blows. It just on top of being bad, he says like something playground, and then oh, they follow it up with everyday ground. ground. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I mean, oh. I like ridiculous lyrics, but I don't know. It's just like on a bad song, it gets like magnified the the ridiculous stuff. It's so funny. You look at the wiki for. Uh, Apple Venus Volume One, and it's just fucking loaded. What, was this recorded in the same? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, uh, and then this was, and this album, it's like barren. There's nothing on it. <laughs> I guess you have all the info on. But you think they would like at least tap it, tack it on there? But it, clearly, this one is not exactly <laughs> liked by many people. Uh, it still has like average reviews, which is way too generous. Uh, every song, I mean, it's it's damn near impressive. Like, the, the, like at a certain point, like how are they still this? Like, how do you put out one of the most brilliant things you've ever written in the same session. session as this? It's just, it's so crazy to me. I, I can't even stupidly happy. That's so. Oh, it's so nineties. So, but it's two thousand. It's two thousand. Look, the, what makes stupidly happy so special is. That fucking early two thousand Spice Girls drum machine, mm. boom, bam, boom, boom, boom. Like it, it's just oh, bring it on. Oh, dude, it's Spice Girls did it better. Yes, they did. That first album. <laughs> oh, first album. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Uh, it, I can name name it. Name a song. Name a song. Uh, this because I want to get my juvenile humor out of the way. Uh, my brown guitar. Is that some youth? euphemism for anal sex sure hope so because that'd be the most interesting thing about it it's just generic brit pop holy fuck because yeah it's like come and play with my brownie it's right <laughs> it's a, if, if if it's about butt sex hell yeah brother <laughs> that's I, it's literally the only thing we can get behind uh, maybe even literally but literally. Uh, <laughs> fucking even when they try to mix Ooh. it up like with board it up it's it, it's like, about a music venue closing down, which I guess hits a little differently after or during. Pan- yeah, we're still in a pandemic. Uh, but, barely, not even really. Uh, but you've sure seen it. You've fucking seen that. Everything just like all these venues just die. Yeah. Uh, so the song is it's minimal and acoustic. It's it's atmospheric with some cowboy essence, but it's boring and generic. Like, mm-hmm. like again, now it has the disgusting glossy coat of paint, but with nothing to back it up. And it there is so okay, I will say one 
pleasant thing. Yeah. There's one thing, and this is the only thing that kept it from literally being the worst of the worst. It is. I the, mean, you gave it worst of the worst. No, I mean like <laughs> of our episodes in the <laughs> we've ever done. Okay. The close of the wheel and the maypole. So the first two minutes are truly just as bad as everything else. And mm-hmm. then it goes fast and jaunty. And all of a sudden it has some surprisingly good bass lines. Like just the whole, the rest of the, it's a six minute song weirdly, but four of those six minutes is actually decent. It's like, um, it's just the bass lines really. It's, it's sure, sure. Uh, it, it starts out rough, but it's, it's fine. It's a fine song. It's okay. Uh, but I mean, Church of Women. I mean, Ooh, this is bad, dude. I, that one. It might be the the worst one on the album. One that drove me up the wall was Wounded Horses. Oh, and, wounded, oh wounded Horse. Yeah, and he's doing. I thought he was saying horse. Um, <laughs> I had to double check that. Oh, um, yeah. It's it's like he's channeling like these like Hank William like vocals. You know, the more like well I was. <laughs> It's very like twangy yeah. and it's just, mm, you know, in the right, in the right circumstance, I'm for the twangy vocals, but not there. That, and then, and then standing in for jokes just made me think of Rocky Rook, Rook, ah, uh, Rocky Raccoon from the Beatles. And, uh, but it's called standing in for Joe about going to keep your, your buds girl company and you just have sex with her. And you, hey, what do friends do, you know? You're standing uh, in for Jill. Yeah, yeah. You, just you, while you're out of way, make sure you bang your friend's girlfriend. Like the same way you would, all right, if you were there, I doing mean, it for you. Do you want your friends doing it, or do you want a stranger doing it? Uh, I think we all know the answer to that, Alex. <laughs> Eskimo buddies. Uh, so, Wounded Horse, uh, I, uh, I mean, what it, what it is, really, it's a Beatles knockoff with country presentation. Yeah. It's a Beatles knockoff played like a country song. Also, their worst reggae song ever. Yeah, Church, Church of Women is... Um, I was going to say you. Oh, you in the clouds. Oh, still be beautiful. Uh, dude, Church of Women is the most reggae thing on here. Uh, well, and, maybe it's like a one-two punch. And I, yeah. but, but the thing is, it's not reggae the way they've done it's reggae like sublime it even almost sounds like fucking sugar ray that that's what that's what we're fucking dealing with here dude it's mm, like the I think most sugar early, ray is better it you i mean i can't really argue because i hate all of them but you don't want to get fly i don't what about every, to fly what about every morning when you wake up <sighs> dude <laughs> keep your arms away from me baby all right <laughs> there you know they were a metal band yeah, I forgot about that. Green Machine! That's Green Machine! Oh my god. Sorry. That's I just don't know when we're going to talk about Sugar Ray again. Fucking don't put that thought into their heads, dude. Don't put that, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Hell no. Uh, Sorry, got a little little heated. But there's, there's, I mean, what do you want from us, man? There's, there's nothing we could say about this. Like, you can listen to it if you want, but oh, fuck. If you like this, we probably don't, don't get along. That's okay. That's okay, dude. You could have your life. I've probably got along with people who have worse taste in music, honestly. Uh, I think I do. And then I know what they're like. And I'm like, oh, I'm just secretly judging them. Let me tell you, Michael, too, is just a saint. But oh. his musical choices. Bad. Bad, huh? Mm. He is a sweet man. I'm not going to tell him any. He's that sweet, though. Like, good like, man. You deserve to listen to this. Listen what you want, baby. Yeah. Just that's why. Po- Many reasons why I insist on driving. For one, I like driving. Two, mm. I get car sick when I sit in the back seat and I'm not driving. Three, 
my music, baby. It's there you music. go. There it is. Yeah, because I'm a believer that your car, your music. Oh, most definitely. I I knew a uh, a girl a long time ago that was a, a weird relationship with in uh, like high school, late late high school age, and she would have a, a habit of getting my car and just fucking bang radio. Oh, I and I was looking, I would stare daggers and like I'm gonna fucking drive this off a cliff and kill us both because Fuck of you. you up. Yeah. Oh man. I like how we started wrapping it up without uh the band broke up. Oh yeah. <laughs> so this album sucks, okay? Just so you know. Bad. I don't know if you got that already, but real bad. They broke up. Oh six. Surprise. Surprise. Uh I mean that's a while after this is released, too. That's... Molding and Andy don't didn't really get along. I bet uh, they did. And uh although last year I think uh Molding said they've they've had some conversations. Really? As uh Oh, they've been on good they recently became good on good terms with each other. Yes, which uh being cooped up inside your house will do that make you rethink some things. Yeah, but he, he says like they don't no there's no way there's gonna be Don't hold your breath. Yeah, yeah. it's and, and good because Although they've I, done enough, and I do. I don't. It sounds like I'm bitter. I don't mean that. I mean like they've done more than enough. <laughs> yeah, we're done here. If if you guys want to tour, reminisce about the good times. You guys do that. It sounds like Andy's not too big of too big a fan of touring. <laughs> He's had a little problems with it. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna like look up to see like if it's like a specific mental condition he's dealing with, or if it was just like the fucking volume. Either way, yeah, yeah. Because um, what it sounds like is just compounding of the the, the insane the touring, insane yeah. touring, all of the writing, him being a perfectionist and a control freak, uh, which I understand, and then. Plus the drugs, plus the men- the mental stuff. Like mm-hmm. that's all those. Yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. But goddamn, the motherfucker can can make some sounds. He's mm. a true artist. Even if I don't agree with all of his choices, I don't love all his albums. That dude is a true artist. I like three of his albums. I like several more, but there are. I mean, I'm I'm really curious about those Dukes of Stratosphere ones now. Well, we'll we'll get to it. We will. We'll Maybe. do on those for sure. Maybe not anytime soon, but well, probably real soon. Probably soon. Fucking easy. But. Yeah, they're easy. Yeah. Lucians also, are quite have some easy. fatigue, but <laughs> no, we'll take a little bit. We should probably do Melvins before we do them. Uh, but uh, now we're this talking shop. Yeah, yeah, talking shop. Give us fuck, man. If people are still hanging on here, then they're they're already they're already <laughs> with us. Uh, but thank you all for for joining us on this long trek. It's been a it's been a fun one. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. You, I had to think about your name because you it's demand. been so long. You demand. You demand, baby. I can't do the big mouth. Oh, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't uh, either. Uh, recap. Recap. A personal favorite. Sorry, I didn't write the album. What's the first? White people? White oh, it's music. White, white people? White people? White people. Uh, white music. Personal favorite. Uh, this weird and poppy and all the best toys, best drums and wires. It's how 80s pop music should be, and even though it was in the 70s. Um, That's right. Worse, the Big Express. Holy shit. <laughs> Is there a lot of mediocre, boring stuff on there? And uh, it dragged me all the way through to least favorite Wasp star what are you doing there fellas oh boy and for me very simple very simple best personal favorite white music flawless flawless post-punk incredible you got 
You got to hear it. You've got to hear it. Yep. And Worsley's favorite Wasp star. I mean, truly, truly unbelievable. Literally the first album and last album is just bookended with the greatest thing ever and the worst thing ever. Yeah. It's just insane. It's just these guys can do it all, really. <laughs> or if you're me, a lot of mediocre shit. Uh, a lot of mediocre shit. I imagine you wouldn't be uh, jumping in this if you weren't uh, for the, the standard person, if you weren't already an 80s head. Well, I mean, we did talk, 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 talk. It's like that, They're an anomaly. They are an anomaly. They've created post post rock. <laughs> that's a that's a that's an anomaly for sure. And wrote '80s bangers. Yeah, what a! I'm gonna listen to some talk talk on my way home. Maybe I think I need a break from the '80s. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening and watching. This has been delightful and fun. I've, once again, of course, Scott. Thank you so much. Uh, if you want to help us out, support us, like the video, share it, do all that stuff. Maybe piss off some some hardcore ecstasy fans. That would be nice. Sure, we like that. Okay, listen to uh, Spotify playlist on ecstasy. Find a link in the description. And of course, uh, of course, patreon.com slash every album ever. There we go. There we go, baby. We got bonus ep- bonus, bonus episodes. Uh, fucking exhausted. Early access to all the Loose Ends episodes. 20% off all merge. You get to vote on polls. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to chat with us. It's very neat and cool. And if you're tier two, if you're bigger than Jesus, then you get to request artists for us. First first request goes on the list immediately. Say uh, any any request after that go into a pool or you pick it out. You stay you stay subbed, you stay getting picked. Hell yes. So do that, do that, do that. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at Pander Monkey. And you can follow Alex on Instagram. At Mother Puncture. Hell yeah. But I think I have time to play Elden Ring now. Oh man, I gotta go to sleep. Well, not today. <laughs> oh you know, right, just like generally. in general, dude. I've been I've been putting in the work with this one. I've been only playing when listening to albums. That's the only time I have. I'm not as talented as you are. I can't. It's a lot of uh, alt tabbing mm. and and going back and forth. Mm. It's it's uh seventy thirty. It's like seventy music 30 game so i'm just sort of like damn i'm not really focused on the game i don't really get that into it because i'm i'm taking notes every fucking three minutes but still impressive it gets me through it it gets me through it uh hey you should play Elden ring if you're a gamer that's it's fucking cool but now we gotta close it up we're gonna close it up i feel like there's two songs really <sighs> i already know what i want to put on and it is not gonna be a fucking <laughs> popular one <laughs> i mean i feel like you have a little more uh what w- 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 like what do you mean uh uh I'll, i'm just gonna room th- to pick i'm gonna throw it out there you do what you will i would have gone crosswires or all along the watchtower if you got something else in mind i feel like you had a few more favorable things to say about this band so this is those are both fantastic songs. The ball is in your court. But you know what I have to go with? What's that? I'm the audience. Oh, go for it. Dude, yeah. No one else is gonna, no one's gonna hear it because no one even pays attention to this album. You gotta you gotta hear it. Okay. It's, it's very meta, so hell that's right. Hell yeah. yeah. So thank you all so much for listening and watching. See ya. <laughs> Papers. If I use 
Sure.